0: Ah, good morning. How are we all doing today? Good. Awesome. Whew. Trying to get organized here. There we go. All right. Um in a week and a half, we have our family night starting back up, which is our Wednesday night program with classes. Uh, for youth, for children, for adults, so you don't want to miss that. It's in a week and a half, October fifth. Um, come at six thirty. We're going to have some snacks and just time to hang out from six thirty to seven, and then at seven o'clock we'll start our class, uh, which um, Dave Miller is going to be leading our class on the blessed life. So you don't want to miss that. So Wednesdays, starting October fifth. Can you say October fifth? Wednesdays, six thirty. I'm going to be there. Oh, that was a little quiet. <laughs> All right, proverb of the day. Does anybody know what today's date is? I'll take that as no, you don't, because I heard about five different dates. Today's the 25th. So, the 25th song, or proverb. This is actually one of my favorite ones. Of all, this is 25, verse 2. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, to search out a matter is the glory of kings. It's just so encouraging that he has stuff for us. Wow, that got really quiet. I mean, I believe God has stuff for us. Do you? Yes. How many of you think you know all that there is to know about God? I have a theory going. If there's not, if your God, if there's no mystery in your God, then you are God. You've put yourself as God if you completely understand God. And I really don't want to be in that place. I want a God that I don't fully understand. But it says to seek Him out for understanding. So we get to seek Him out. That's so one of my favorite Proverbs. All right, so I am all hyped up on caffeine this morning. <laughs> so today could get a little interesting. We, me and my wife and some of our, my brother-in-law, or my brother and sister-in-law, and Joe and Amanda went to the Michael Blue Blay concert last night in Sacramento. It was a great time. And he, he's, he's really funny. He was a, It was a great time. And he had a full, the stage was just filled with an orchestra. Oh, my goodness. If you appreciate music at all, it was spectacular. They had a couple of trumpeters that, oh, my goodness. They actually knew how to do it. They were not practicing. They blew that place up. It was awesome. So I'm a little bit caffeined high this morning because it was a little bit of a late night. But. So glad that you guys are here with us. Jesus is in the room, and that is what's most important. If you have your Bibles, turn to John ten twenty seven, This is out of the Amplified. It says, The sheep that are my own hear and are listening to my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Holy Spirit, just come. You're already here, but come in a fresh way open our hearts and our ears to you this morning. Holy Spirit, you are our guide, so we follow you this morning. Amen. So when I was growing up, my brother is um, four years older than I am, so he's an old man. (laughs) He turns, I think, 50 this next year. I know that's a big number. That's I mean I'm only 20 so that's a big 4 years is a big gap there. But when I was growing up he when he was in high school he was a football player, very good football player. He was very well known in the region for how good he was. He played offense and defensive line. He played both ways. As a sophomore he was started on varsity. So he was a very good football player. But we would go as a family to his games. And they they had a really good team, so it wasn't like there was 20 people in the stands. It was packed. The stadium would just be packed with people, because you know you like to go see winners, right? So it was packed, and we would go. At first, when we first started going, we would sit with the parents, in the parents section. But we got so many weird looks that we eventually had to start sitting with the student section, because my mom was so loud, And so she loved to cheer for my brother and yell and just get into it. And on the field, when my brother, they would huddle up. And, you know, the fans are going crazy, so it's loud. But almost every game, they'd be like, oh, your mom's here. They could identify her voice out of everybody else's in the crowd. And, but it was a full stadium. They recognized a voice out of the crowd. So today I want to talk about that. Whose voice are we listening to? You know, because there's a lot of noise in the world. We've come through a season that had a lot of noise, a lot of voices, a lot of good voices, a lot of not so good voices, just a lot of noise. And so it's important to know whose voice are we listening to. You know, even just in everyday life, is noisy. Your family, you got kids. I've got four kids. The house is a little noisy. You know, you got your wife or husband. You got friends. You got family. You got work noise. There's a lot going on, right? And just normal, everyday life. And they can be good voices, but there is noise. And then those that love to be on social media, it's a whole other type of noise. But they love to give you feedback and tell you what voices to listen to. And so that's another place. Just so you know, you know, just, uh, um. you know social media is not real. You know that, right? Like, it's not authentic. Because people will criticize you for anything, which is fine. That's what it's for. That's what it's there. But most people just delete those people. And they only let their friends that are going to tell them how great they are, even though they say the stupidest things on social media. But all their friends are like, oh, so wonderful. You're amazing. I'm like, no, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. So it's not real, people. But it's also noise. But it can be really tough to know what voice to listen to. Who has the priority in our lives and what voices. So the disciples had a hard time learning this lesson. So we sang, actually we sang about it this morning You know, Jesus. they were on the shore, and Jesus said, hey, we're going to go to the other side, so let's get in the boat, let's head over. So they go in the boat, through the night, they're in the water, big storm comes, right? Yeah, right? Thank you, good. Remember, I got four kids, I need noise. But they're in the boat, and Jesus goes to sleep. A storm comes rolling in. And this isn't just a little tiny storm. These are fishermen. Some of them are fishermen. They know the water. Okay, they're not going to get freaked out because just a little storm came along. This was a serious storm. And Jesus is sleeping in the boat. Eventually, they get so freaked out that they wake up Jesus and like, Why are you sleeping? We're going to die. He gets up. I don't think Jesus was probably a morning person because I'm like Jesus and I'm not a morning person so he probably didn't appreciate getting woken up but he gets up, calms the the storm and he turns to his disciples and like, this is my paraphrase like, what is wrong with you? What did I say? I said we're going to the other side because he said, you know You have little faith. He said, we're going to the other side. Why didn't you listen to my voice? If I said we're going to the other side, we're going to get there. Why are you freaking out? So, today we're going to talk about that. How to hear his voice and the importance of his voice being the priority. Jesus was talking to the Pharisees, and this is earlier in chapter 10 of John See, Jesus is here saying, Hey, I'm the shepherd, you're the sheep. In today's culture, we don't want to hear that. We don't want to hear, Hey, you're a sheep. Right? We want always, oh, Hey, you're so amazing. You're awesome. You are the prince or you're the king and queen of it all, which you are. But Jesus said, Hey, I'm the sheep or I'm the shepherd. You're the sheep, and you've got to know my voice, and you get to follow me. So I'm gonna, we're going to pull four things out of here that Jesus talked about. First, the first one, can you say number one? Sheep listen to his voice. Let's try that again. Sheep listen to his voice. Good. The first thing is being a sheep is we have to listen, which is actually something you have to choose to do. You have to choose what you're listening to, you have to take time to listen. Dealing with my kids, They actually have to take time to listen to me. Because I know when they don't. Because I can talk and say, hey, this is what I need you to do. Then afterwards I'm like, you have no idea what I just said, do you? And my kids are honest enough to say, no, I don't. I don't know what you're talking about and I don't really care. Because you actually have to be intentional about listening. My wife accuses me that all, all the time. You're not listening to me. I'm like, yes, I am. She's like, but you're watching the football game. I'm like, yeah, I can do two things at once. Not really, but I try to get away with it. The problem is we we treat God, we treat Jesus and the Holy Spirit like they're a TV. If we don't like what's on, we change the channel. Because he starts talking to us, and we're like, ah, I don't like that. Let's let's switch the channel. Let's switch the voice today. I don't like that. And God, in his mercy, doesn't stop talking about what he wants to talk about. Now, we can change the channel, and we start listening to other voices. See, I think that's part of the problem of our last season, is people started changing the channel because they didn't like what God was saying, and they started just finding the prophet or the preacher that they like to listen to. Now, don't get me wrong. I love listening to good preaching, good teaching. I mean, we had Chris in with us last week, which was amazing. Prophets, all the fivefold. There's necessity for us to have the fivefold and speaking into our lives. It's not what I'm talking about. I listen to people all the time to get good things from them. But what can happen is we start only listening to those voices. And we turn the channel off on Jesus. Because he might not be talking about what we want to be hearing. But it's not our job to determine what he says. Our job as good sheep is to listen. Number two. He calls his own sheep by name. Awesome. You guys have had coffee today too. This one's powerful. Because as his sheep, we must let him call you by name. Which speaks to intimacy. He actually knows you. Like it or not, he actually knows you. And he calls you by name. He's not a shepherd that goes like, oh, I have this flock. And I know I have so many sheep. But I really don't know. If, like, one was missing, I wouldn't know exactly which one was missing. I just know I'm one short. That's not how he operates. He knows you personally. He knows your name. And he's calling your name. You know, and I think it's Isaiah where he's. I don't think it's Isaiah, but I'm blanking. Where he says that he knew you before you were even conceived. Like he knows you. He knows everything about you. That's how good of a shepherd he is. That he knows every single thing about you. And he loves you. And he calls you by name. You're not just one of many. You're not just part of the herd. That he hopes makes it. He actually knows you personally. He calls you son and daughter. He's such a good shepherd. But to know his voice, you have to be willing to be a son or daughter. You have to be willing to let him call you by name. You have to have that relationship with him. Number three, his sheep follow him because they know his voice. You have to choose to follow Him. You actually have to do it. See, the problem is we want Jesus to follow us. See, we go, hey, I want to go over here. So Jesus, come on, woohoo, come on, come on, Holy Spirit, come on, Jesus, I'm, I'm, I'm going over here. I'm doing this thing. Come follow me. I need your help, but come follow me. And we've all done it. But that's not what he's calling us to. He's calling us to follow him. He is our guide. He is our shepherd. The problem with him following us is we can't see where he goes. So we might be heading this way, he's heading that way. And before long, you're off all here by yourself. And you're wondering, what happened? I was listening to this voice. They said to go this way. But now I'm lost. I can't handle the situations I'm in because I'm by myself and completely lost. The good thing is as soon as we turn, he's there. We don't have to travel back through that whole road that we traveled by ourselves. That he's right there. When we turn to him. Because he's a good shepherd. But it's about following him. Our job is to follow him. His job is to lead. He's not the Lord of our lives if we are leading. He's only Lord of our lives if we're following. And if we follow him, we'll know his voice. Number four. You don't have to repeat this one because it's long. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. When you know... Yeah, don't, don't even try it. I give you props if you memorized it. When you know his voice, you will, you will run away from the wrong voices. See, we get this kind of backwards. We're so concerned sometimes of listening to the wrong voice. And it's because we haven't learned to listen to his voice. Because he says, he gives us a promise here. If you know my voice and you follow me, when you hear a voice that's not mine, you will run from it. You're not going to get deceived if you're tuned into his voice. And so much sometimes in our church culture, we're so scared of being deceived. Now, don't be stupid and listen to every stupid thing out there. I'm not saying that. But when you know the voice of Jesus and you're following him, when the voices you shouldn't be hearing come along, it's easy. You just run from it. Because you know, that's, no, that's not Jesus. He's going this way, you're going that way. I'm going to keep going with Jesus. Because we know his voice. And his voice brings clarity. If you're listening to voices and it brings confusion, Jesus might not be in it. But it's his voice that brings clarity. And again, not all voices are bad. We need each other. We need, you know, it talks about having counsel of many. But at the end of the day, what is Jesus saying? What is his voice saying? If you know his voice, you don't have to be worried. Because it says, but they will never follow a stranger. The problem is, we've made other voices. Our friend. We've made deceiving voices our friend. So we can't distinguish between a friend and a stranger. But Jesus is the voice that we have to follow. That we get to follow. That we get to learn his voice. And follow. Growing up, um, it doesn't apply now. Growing up, you know... Eschatology was a huge thing. Still is a big thing. But the whole Antichrist thing, nobody freaks out about that anymore. But my, okay, this is, I've been in church my whole life, so just give me some grace here. People would like freak out. And whenever a president that wasn't their, their leaning politically was always, the next antichrist. <laughs> if you're a Republican and a Democrat got, "Oh, he's going to be the next antichrist." If you were a Democrat and a Republican got, "Oh, he's going to be the next antichrist." And I, I, what always amazed me is it, how how they believed was that the antichrist has to come before Jesus comes, right? But they're worried that the antichrist is coming. Always, I'm like, wait a minute. If his sheep know his voice, I don't have to be concerned about being deceived. And if the Antichrist has to come before Jesus comes, then why are you worried about someone being the Antichrist? If he has to come for Jesus to come, he's going to have to come. So who cares who the Antichrist is? And if that's how you believe, that's your end-time theology, then what's the problem? Why are you worried about an Antichrist? Unless you don't know the shepherd's voice. If you don't know the shepherd's voice, then you're going to be deceived. But it's really simple, know the shepherd's voice. Know Jesus' voice. And it says you won't be led astray. So let's lean into his voice. So the four things are we listen, we know who we are, we follow, and we won't get lost. So we're going to do an activation today. And it's going to be fun. No, it is. It's going to... And it's not, you don't have to talk to anybody about, with it, so don't. You introverts, just relax, <laughs> breathe. You don't have to talk to anybody. But there's a lot of ways to, to um, learn his voice. What we're going to do today is just one way. You know, we have prophetic training that helps us hear his voice for other people, which we do have an Activate Family coming up December 3rd which you don't want to miss. You want to get trained in that. Um, but there's a ton of way. Prayer, I mean, there's just, go have fun and explore the different ways to learn to hear the shepherd's voice. But today, we're going to do it a little, we're going to do some, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Just put it that way. It's going to be fun. Oh, I got lost in my notes. If I can have the band come up, that's where I needed to go. See, Jesus understood this principle. He needed to know to stay connected to the Father and know the Father's voice, right? We all know Jesus did what he saw the Father doing, right? Right? He knew his Father's voice, so he knew where to go. And he would go off by himself a lot. If you read through the Gospels, Jesus would go off by himself a lot, by himself, without his phone. Without getting on social media, he didn't have his favorite worship band playing in the background. He would remove all the distractions. He would get away from his disciples, the guy, people that were following him, and he would get off and be alone. And so that's what we're going to do today. But I want to give this real quick. I think it really capsulates what a way to hear his voice to learn to hear his voice. And this is Luke 10, uh, verse 38. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, Don't you care that my sister has left me to do work by myself? Tell her to help me. Jesus responds, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, You are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. See, Mary... Went and sat at Jesus' feet. And Martha's like, hey, there's a lot of stuff that needs to get done. And Jesus is like, hey, I'm here. She's where she's supposed to be. You're worrying about too much. You got too much going on in your life, which is normal. But there's time to come sit at my feet. See, what, Mar- what Martha was doing wasn't bad. It was stuff that needed to be done in life. And she was busy doing life and forgot to sit at Jesus' feet and listen. It says, Mary sat at his feet and listened. So today, we're going to do that. We're going to sit at his feet and listen. Because you can either be, choose to be full of worry and anxiety like Martha... Or you can go sit at the shepherd's feet and learn to hear his voice. So, this is what we're going to do. For five minutes, we're going to sit at Jesus' feet, but we're going to do it in silence. So, we're going to put our phones away, the worship team's not going to play. So, I ask if everyone in this room could be quiet. We're not going to pray. Not that praying's bad, but in this, it's about listening. I'm just going to ask that nobody move around right now during this time. But we're going to sit at his feet and listen. For five minutes, which is going to seem like an eternity for you. But we're going to do it. So we can hear his voice. So I'm just going to pray over us real quick. And I want you to, for like 20 seconds, just ask Jesus to come. So you can sit at his feet and for him to speak to you. And then you're going to stop talking. And stop praying in your head, too. So, Jesus, we're here sitting at your feet. Come talk to us as we listen to you. choose to have your voice the priority over every other. So we commit to you this morning that you are the one we're following. That we give up all our rights to go where we want to go. that makes sense. Would you stand with me as we conclude this morning? Let's let's worship for a minute and then we want to do some ministry. But let's worship the King that's in the room. about trusting him. Do we trust his voice? Do we know his voice and do we trust it? This morning I want to pray for people that you have just a lot of noise going on in your life and it's really hard to know the voice to follow. And we've all been there in life where the storms of life are so loud it's hard to hear what God's saying if that's you this morning I want to pray or if you would come down I want to lay my hands on you and pray for you because it can get really tough when the storms are swirling to be able to hear Jesus' voice but he's there he's in the boat with you he hasn't abandoned you He hasn't left you to figure this all out by yourself. But he's in the boat. And he'll calm the storm. So sit at his feet and hear his voice. That's all the disciples had to do was just sit at his feet. Hear His voice. So if I can have some ministry team to come help me pray for these, as we enter back into the song, to sit at His feet and tell your soul it is going to be well. Today was for you. Today is for you. He's saying it is well. It's going to be well. Don't jump out of the boat. Don't give up. The storm will end. Just sit at my feet and listen to my voice. Let's just enter in to worship. Let's worship.
1: Through it all. Through it all.